We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to this edition of the People I Sort of Know podcast. I'm Chase Parham, and today we're going to talk with Javon Patterson. He's a former Ole Miss offensive lineman, fan favorite, incredibly uh, productive lineman for the Rebels for uh, for four seasons. He also made it to the NFL, and uh, he's back with Ole Miss now. He is an associate director of former student-athlete relations, getting former players back involved with the program. He works for the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. So we're going to talk to him today about that new role, some of his playing days, what it, uh, some of his NFL career was like as well. So a lot of stuff coming up with Javon, just a great guy, great person there back with Ole Miss and the university. So I think you guys are going to enjoy it. We're going to jump right in. Here is my uh, conversation with former Ole Miss Rebel and current employee of Ole Miss, Javon Patterson. Javon Patterson now here with us on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline. Javon, thanks for the time today. You've been back, uh, back in yeah. Oxford here for a little while, and I'm I introduced you in the open that you didn't hear with your actual title, but essentially you're connecting former athletes. You work working for the foundation, personable guy. I know you obviously care deeply about Ole Miss. What's it just sort of been like to even have the opportunity that you have for this position? Man, it's been, it's been great. I mean, uh, just, you know, the, my time at the university of Mississippi, man, was just tremendous. You know, obviously the leadership we had there uh, credit credited to those guys with Matt Luke and, you know, then it go on a big nail and then, you know, to the admin side of things with Jennifer Saxon and Keith Carter, um, just, you know, the things I was able to do as a student and an athlete was very tremendous, man, and took heed to those. Sorry about that. <laughs> took heed to those uh, opportunities that were given. Um, so it was it was great, man. And I'm just very blessed to be able to come back and, you know, not only do it from a former student athlete piece, but also just bridging the gap to the current student athletes, man, um, and just know. My biggest thing with me, I got a big heart, so I love being able to pour back into the current student athletes, man, and that's just been tremendous. Do you still talk to those guys, Matt or Big Nail or any? any yeah, man, I, I actually I hit Matt up on his birthday last week, okay. and then uh, Big Nail, he it was a video on Twitter, man, of him trying to hit the gritty, and so I called <laughs> him. Matter of fact, we was on the way back from Texas a and and I called him on the bus. I said, man, I better not never catch you doing that ever in your life again. But no, nah, them them my guys, man, I, and I do appreciate them. You know how they how they molded me up into you know office lineman I was. So, so yeah. 
were some form of business major when you were in school you get done playing you know you're going to get back into to, to, to some workforce position I mean what were you sort of looking at I mean how did this job opportunity come about and what else was sort of on, on the table at that point yeah man so I kind of take you through through my career a little bit so you know obviously in school like I said a credit to Keith and, and Jennifer you know I got a chance to be you know SAC and um, you know mm-hmm. SC career tours got a chance to do an internship um, but you know, obviously, football was my 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 road to my passion. But you know, being a student athlete is is real. You know, you got to be a student and an athlete. Um, you know, so I get drafted in the seventh round, then bam, I get hurt. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, I graduated a business marketing degree, um, so kind of knew I wanted to get into that role eventually. But like I said, I got drafted seventh round, bam, get hurt right in OTAs. Kind of set back for a year. Um, you know, then I got a chance to really, you know, the Colts were my family, man. They they were awesome. Still talk to Chris Ballard and, you know, uh, the, the training staff there. They're just great people. Um, and then, bam, the next year, you know, we get we hit the COVID time. So we didn't have any preseason games, end up getting cut. Um, I go to the Giants for a cup of coffee, as they say. I was there for like four weeks. Um, and, bam, go to the Browns, got picked up the next week uh, and then end up getting active the last game of the season, which was incredible. You know, got a chance to uh, actually play and get on field goal and stuff like that. It was a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into the next year. Um, I get cut. I go to the Broncos, go to them for about five weeks, get cut again, and then try for a few teams, then get brought back before uh, before Christmas. And so as I'm going through that time, man, it's like, hey, you know, you're I understand the business. You know, I was kind of, you know, wise for my years and, you know, kind of seeing everybody else path as I, as I went. So being a smart guy, just trying to figure out, you know, what opportunities that I had and that I connect with. So, you know, I'm connecting you know, with some former coaches, former admins, uh, knew I kind of wanted to get into the sports world, just didn't know whether it's going to be coaching or whether it's going to be admin. Um, so start reaching out. And then finally, um, I walked away from the game, you know, called a meeting with Chris Patton with the with the Broncos and said, hey, you know, football just wasn't fun for me no more at the end of the season that time. And so, like I said, I had already been in contact with a few, few uh, admins and, you know, went that route and Really walked away at the beginning of January. Um, you know, Keith called me about two, two weeks later and, you know, said that there was kind of a, he's looking for somebody to come in and kind of help with our former student athlete engagement. Obviously, we've had a bunch of coaching turnover, you know, since I've been gone. Um, and, you know, I told him, I, you know, I'll be glad to come do that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, got here and, you know, been under the team. You know, obviously we had Fowlers, our CEO, then Denson came along and mm-hmm. just a team that we built over at the Ole Miss Athletic Foundation, which, you know, obviously worked closely with the athletics. It's just been tremendous, man, and I've been blessed to be able to kind of fit into this role. As you said, you're all, you know you did you did sack or it was well rounded. You had an eye on it on everything, but is there was did it take a little while to not feel like just because of the energy injury and COVID and everything that mm-hmm. it sort of just everything turned negative for a little while there for you? I mean, you know, in, in a different world, you stay healthy. You don't know what that looks like, obviously. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, you know, it, God had I always written this down in my my notebook, man. I said God always has a plan, and His plan is far more greater than ours. And, um, you know, just going back to my my mentors, the, the leadership that I had, and you know, the guidance and stuff, man. And um, you know, it it didn't take it didn't take a while to understand that. I knew I had plans in the back of my head. You hear that from you hear that from everybody that talked to you. Only a certain amount of people that actually take control of that situation and and may take action. And, you know, and I started taking, I, I always kept my, my relationships with people. So I started taking action of that, make sure I checked in with people, uh, which I try to preach to these younger athletes as well now. But, uh, you know, it didn't take a while. You know, knew knew I needed to get into something, knew I, knew I could get into something and, and make an impact. 
what decided, and obviously this job opportunity came along, but I mean, what, what was sort of the, the tipping point to decide between coaching or admin? I mean, did you, did you have an itch to coach? Uh, I never had an itch to really coach. My itch was how can I, like I said, a big heart. So how can I help the younger generation have a better opportunity than I can? Um, Obviously coaching can do that too, but obviously, you know, I credit to the coaches, man. They have a lot on their plate. Um, but you know, the admin role kind of fit me a little bit better, you know what I mean? And just the route I wanted to go with and helping those student athletes and not just being the one sport, you know, being being in this position, I'm able to touch, you know, a bunch of different athletes, whether it's in the men and women's sports. Your your title is obviously geared toward relations with former athletes, but how does it come in with current? I mean, how, what what is sort of your 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 impact or your uh, your parts of your job that do allow you to reach out to the current students? Man, so you know, being in this role, I get to work with all the external teams, and so you know, me naturally being, you know, you know, a guy that came through Ole Miss and knew the coaches here, you know, I'm able to go in with those coaches. Like you know, Coach Kermit called me in one time, and you know, was able to speak to the basketball team. You know, just having that relationship, they they see a guy that that took the same route they did. You know, uh, Coach Kermit speaks on it. Just you know, took advantage of network, took advantage of opportunity that came, and just you know, wanted to speak to people. Was part of uh, you know the every Friday athletic committee meetings. Just those things really took key that I can preach to the younger student athletes. You're on the foundation side, and I'm not going to stick with this, but I'm kind of curious. I get this question a lot. Do you work hand in hand with the M Club? I mean, are there things that you guys bounce off one another? I mean, I know you're not technically an M Club employee, but how right. does that sort of work? It, it works great, man. I mean, Jessica Lynch has just been tremendous. Me and, me and her meet every week, and, you know, we collide with ideas and, you know, how to get the former student athlete engagement up. Um, and, it, and it works for me. We work side and side on events. Um you know, just ways that we can kind of, you know, just with both of us, you know, just figure out how to get our engagement up, man. And just know people that she knows, know people that I know, and just help out with all those events, man. And it's just, it's been a great, great relationship. You're modest. You're not going to say it, but you guys have done a heck of a job at especially cultivating relationships with some of the younger players, the guys that's maybe Tuberville and on. It's across all sports. I don't want to necessarily focus on football, but all the yeah. way around, there's been a big emphasis on that that is create a lot of impact people have talked about and it seems to be a kind of a renewed focus inside the university what when you first started making some of these calls and inviting guys back and just kind of catching up what'd you mm -hmm. sort of find I mean how excited were guys to just have that 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 type of cooperation and that desire to come back I mean what did you sort of discover when you started started making those calls Man, the, the big thing that I started discovering was just the, the fact that somebody reached out to them, you know, that they know that they wasn't forgotten. Um, that was the biggest piece. And then also just knowing the resources that's available to them. You know what I'm saying? Um, we have some stuff that we're able to do for former student athletes and, you know, kind of help them out in ways to get them back on campus. And, um, to you know, so they can feel the impact that they made and see stuff that they've done and, you know, in those areas, man. And just, uh, you know, making them feel at home again. You know what I'm saying? Just like they were when they were getting – you know, in campus and going to games and doing the Grove and going to events and parties and stuff like that, um, just making them feel welcome. Um, that's been the biggest thing. And I don't know what part of this is necessarily the the, the 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 purpose, but some of those guys have started donating and getting more involved from an actual foundation standpoint. I mean, you've got some mm -hmm. Ball Society members and former players and different things. I mean, th there's been a big impact, too, of once – people reached out to them and showed them that they still are remembered. They've really kind of taken both, both feet and gotten back involved with the university pretty good. Yeah, man. And that's, and that's been a message we've been preaching, man. I mean, uh, I give a, I give an example to a guy that, that came a couple of, uh, when I got to the major gift side, obviously, um, you know, I was, I was doing the former student athlete, but this is one of my roles as well. 
I give an example, you know, a, a guy reached out about a tour, came back. He said, hey, man, you know, how can I give back? You know, about four weeks later, you know, I was telling about our boss society. He ended up he ended up giving, which ended up, you know, letting other people give. And it started to trend, man. And, you know, once people see that trend and, you know, like I said, it's about getting them back and feel welcome. You know what I mean? And what, what can we do for them as a university? You know, how can we look into their needs uh, just in those areas, man? And, and so you start to see that trend of former players giving back and, you know, former players coming back and, you know, as, as exactly as football is exciting as well, but also all the other sports. I mean, you, you see across the board, you know, all the teams that we, we had make the NCAA uh, tournaments and stuff like that. You start to see this trend and, and more and more people want to be involved. But like like you go back to the fact of just making them feel welcome. Does that bleed into whether it be current student morale, current student athlete morale? They're seeing these former guys that are still, you know, the university's putting their arms around them, or even you know, recruiting base, knowing that everybody's a family and you're back and all those kind of things. I mean, does that does the tentacles of that reach down into current students and and, and recruits potentially? Do you think it does? It does reach out into it, man, and you know, especially to recruits, man. Uh, you know, I'm I'm able to you know talk to recruits when they come on recruiting visits. You know, uh, hats off to to Austin Thomas and his staff over there with Kevin Bolden and Alex. Um, you know, I can go in and talk to a kid and tell him how, hey, you know, my time at Ole Miss and how I'm back working here. And you start to see that trend of just family members, man. I mean, obviously we see it from ahead being Keith, Keith Carter, but it, it, it takes a toll and they go into the current suit now, please, where, you know, they're seeing guys like me come back. They're like, okay, you know, this guy, he he did things here. And, you know, how can I how can I do that? Or how can I use a network to, to get where I want to be at in either points of life? Um, and then also just the former Sunapoli piece, man, they start seeing, you know, you, you kind of look at it as, as people having teammates in these group chats. Well, this guy, one guy, he's like, hey, man, you know, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, Ole Miss did this for me, man. Y'all come back the next weekend and you start to get more phone calls. And it started to be in effect, which is a great, great problem to have. Um, but you start to see that, man. And, you know, just like it is, communication breeds confidence, man. And just when, when people get the word of mouth out there, man, it's just it's awesome. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I remember your recruitment pretty well, but how early did you realize you were probably going to Ole Miss? Man, it's, it's crazy. I, I really thought I was going to Ole Miss like my junior year. Um, through the process, I tell people this now, it was really between Auburn and Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, still still, still good friends with Gus Malzahn to this day. Um, but Ole Miss just felt home for me, man. And, uh, you know, matter of coaching change, but Ole Miss was just home, you know, every day. Yeah, you know, you. I was talking about this the other day, and it sort of bleeds into what we're talking about, but NIL and all this stuff going on, and, you know, it, it's about football players and what makes an impact or mattering, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still college students, you know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, you know, back in your day, I would assume, too, somebody said, hey, you know, here's even, you know, $800 a month or something, that made a heck of a difference, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, j- just the impact of having the opportunities in general. I mean, when you, when you look back, because you haven't been done, done very long, Mm-hmm. What, what what do you sort of think or what goes through your mind when you're seeing some of the, the NIL, NIL stuff? I don't mean the crazy numbers, but just yeah. in general, that being a possibility. Man, I mean, you know, it's it's what the kids deserve, man. You know, this name, image, and likeness thing has just been – it's been tremendous. I mean, um, you know, money drives the university. You know, the kids, they they perform. You know, the money does, does, does well. It comes in. But just the opportunities that they have for their families as I look at it. You know what I'm saying? This is – some some of these are life changing, you know, money for families, man, to help people back home. Um, you know, we would have had those opportunities back then. You know, that would have been even even better. But you know, so happy for these kids now to be able to get this and you know set up their family. But it also goes back to the piece we're talking about, man, just the networking piece. I mean, some of this social media stuff that people are able to do and market themselves and and all that type of stuff is giving them a head start on life, and um, that's a huge accomplishment for them. If there is something, what surprised you about your job? What what what, what, did, you, what did you kind of get here and think, oh, well, this is different than I maybe thought or, you know, even in a good way? I mean, just people's reactions to certain things. Um, It, it wasn't really nothing that surprised me. Um, What has surprised me is just I'm, I'm able to touch so many different areas within the athletic mm-hmm. department. And I think that just comes naturally with being being a student athlete here. Um, And, and it's just been tremendous to to have the support behind it and, you know, going in and being, and being able to help, you know, whether it's in the soccer team or whether it's in rifle or, you know, just any sport, not just our big sport. So. Do you see a pickup in overall department morale under Keith Denson, whomever's, you know, leadership to, you know, last year, the best, I guess, director's cup finish ever. Mm-hmm. I think all but two sports made the NCAA tournament. Every sport is some level of competitive at this point. I mean, it, it, there is something to the department and sort of every, you know, every ship floating the water a little bit right now. What, what do you see just being inside the department every day as far as, you know, that dedication to taking that extra step that frankly hasn't always been the case, but it's pretty much throughout the place right now. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I take it back to this week, you know, we, we lost LSU, man, and they stormed the field. I mean, now, you know, Ole Miss is a, it was a national brand then it's a national brand now, um, you know? And so I take you go back and say, you know, just under the leadership of Keith, man, and you see the competition that it, and he preaches on it as well. See the competition within the coaches. I mean, you have a 10 win regular season, season game uh, under Kiffin. Then you go into, you know, women's basketball have a, 
Um, with a golf championship before that, then you go to women's basketball that has an NCAA tournament bid. Then you go into baseball, win a national championship. And then soccer being, you know, all soft, softball, soccer, all of them going into these NCAA tournaments, it's the competition, you know what I mean? And it's just, uh, it, it speaks tremendous volume to what this university holds and, and how these coaches want it to be great. And then under the fact of, you know, even here in the foundation, you know, being on the, being on the uh, major gift side of things and even annual fund, you go to the major gift, you know, we have our, our seven man team and people are closing gifts. They're like, hey, you know, left and right, you know, it's like competition to get those gifts closed. You know what I mean? And just uh, <laughs> then you go to the annual fund side and it's like, hey, we, we set this number for the season tickets for basketball. Well, let's hit this number. And then you see a hit, you know what I'm saying? And you want to go to the next sport and do it. And so those things, man, it's just not only within sports, but within the admin side of things, it just creates this, uh, you know, competition level that, but it's great. It's great. It's a great thing to have. And that's where you want to be at. You get more or less nervous now than when you were playing during a game. Oh, I get I get less nervous now, man. Okay. I, people, people, I get this question all the time. People, every week I probably get it probably about five times. I'd be like, do you miss it? I'd be like, man, the stress that you have on a third and long, getting ready for a blitz pickup cannot compare to what I'm doing <laughs> watching this right now. <laughs> so I said, man, this is this is this is this is uh, right up my alley. So so you'd be thinking on the field to that level of going, hey, we got to like right here, we got to make this happen, or like you don't you, you didn't turn that off necessarily all the time. Oh no, nah, it's not turned off. I'm locked into the big boys now. When they when they picking up them blitz packages and <laughs> yeah, going back to you know going back to the time where you know last week at Texas and M when when those guys it's, it's starting long and the crowd's going crazy, towels waving. Hey, you know you just uh, you go out there and pick it up, but you know super super happy for those guys. Just the uh, who's the either defensive lineman, linebacker, whatever. Who's the toughest one you face in college or in yeah, either one? But college, one. what I was thinking. I I would say in college had to had to be his two guys come to Jeffrey Simmons and Miles Garrett. When Miles Garrett came to three technique, he he was definitely some serious. And then when you got to the league, when I was with the Browns, he was definitely the best player, the practice squad player, going against. Oh him. God, yeah. <laughs> so no doubt, toughest uh, toughest player I had to block. Fix that. He's even gotten better now. So yeah, it's just unblockable, man. If he if he's on the other side of the field, you got to run away from him. I mean, it's just he's he's the best player by far. One of my favorite stories that involved Garrett was I, I guess it was 2014 when mm -hmm. uh, he was going up against Tunzel. He was out there in AM and in College mm -hmm. Station, and Laramie handled him pretty good all night. And yeah. after the game, we were doing interviews back in the locker room or whatever, and started asking Laramie about Miles Garrett. He never said, you know, Laramie never says anything bad. Like mm -hmm. he wouldn't, whatever, but you can see his eyes. And he's like doing right. this big eye thing. Like, ah, oh, no, I got that. No big deal. It's all, <laughs> it's, it's all taken care of. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, it was funny stuff. You know, I, I was thinking about this before I talked to you. You, uh, you converted to center. When did you first start snapping or when did you first play center in a competitive game? So uh, I first played center my – Sophomore year, I believe. I believe it was my sophomore year. I played and I played a few snaps in Cal. Um, and then we got later on in the season and I played against Georgia Southern, I believe, and Texas AM. So that's was my first time really playing. Wasn't very good at it. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Guys. I remember the time we went to we went to Texas AM, first couple plays. We had Sean Rollins and Robert Conyers hurt. Well, it was my first time playing in a really loud stadium. So I snapped it. I think I snapped it high. I get back. I get back on the sideline after three and out. Coach Luke's like, "Hey, hey, Robert, hey, we're gonna we're gonna need you to uh, go <laughs> right, you know, come back in the game." <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, I'm going back to guard for this." But 
um, you know, looking back at that time, and I converted to center in the league just because of my build. Um, end up developing those skills and, you know, actually end up enjoying it, man. And so, but, you know, the, uh, I tell you the number one thing, which I'm happy for the guys here, Jake Thornton has done a tremendous job just keeping those guys versatile. Um, and that's the biggest thing that, you know, like I said, pouring back into the younger generation. Yeah, that's where I was going with that because Caleb's gotten a ton better um, mm -hmm. when, when, when he was banged up and snap issues at times. But, you know, and your, your, your top level offensive linemen are typically not playing center in high school. It's going to be a transition for almost anybody that's converting from another another spot. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and maybe this is an obvious question because snapping on target with speed. But is it so much is it simply technique? I mean, well, what makes it complicated to sort of learn on the fly that position? And then I would assume most of it is, hey, you still got to block the guy over the top of you. And is it harder if somebody's head up on you? I mean, like what are sort of the dynamics that? that go into I mean, that it, when you're not an experienced uh, snapper? Being, being a center, it comes with a lot of responsibility, knowing the play call, knowing the defensive, and getting every everybody on the same page. As I progressed through my time and the quarterbacks that I had, quarterbacks are very different themselves. Some quarterbacks like different snaps. Some quarterbacks like uh, different different ways, different balls handed to them. Um, obviously, you know, different directions have different challenges for some people. So snapping and stepping – going to the outside zone or, you know, if we got blitzes over you, it's different for everybody, but it's just practicing, practicing those, um, you know, those moments and getting better at those. Um, but yeah, it is some difficulty to it, but it's just finding those ways and, you know, getting past it. You mentioned Conyers, a guy that he was banged up a lot, but playing through so many injuries and so many different deals. I mean, I would assume there's a couple of guys that probably stick out to you that, you know, every week had something going on, but found ways to get out there and get as many snaps as they could while they were while while they were you know possibility to be on the field. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I guess back to your current deal. What's 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 sort of next? I mean, you know, you you all made a huge strides. You mm -hmm. connected with a lot of guys. What is the six, twelve, eighteen month plan? I mean, what do you sort of want to accomplish as you guys move forward? Man, just continue to grow everything, um, you know, just just make sure that we're growing as a university as well in the athletic department. Um, my biggest thing is just kind of bringing in the kind of this this new age ideal of everything, you know, uh, and kind of kind of expand on everything. One thing, one of my projects now that I'm putting on, trying to put together a celebrity softball game back, man. And, oh, cool. You, know, you always see the NFL guys putting on. So, you know, been in been in contact about that to try to get those guys back, you know, before they start the spring spring uh, OTAs and you know, have a weekend for them to come back and kind of, you know, have that for the fans. So working on that. What kind of response have you gotten on that so far? Gotten a great response. Obviously, those guys are in season, so it's just on their radar, which is a good thing. Uh, but, you know, just trying to get that. It'll be a great response, and I think we'll have a great turnout as well. How are you How are you hitting a softball? How I'm hitting it? Oh, yeah. I'm just I'm, – man, I'm terrible. I played in a, in a rec league this, <laughs> this spring with some of the athletic. I, yeah, I'm not a bad – I'm not a softball player. <laughs> I'm I'm chopping wood when it comes to out there. Do you, you play other sports? Do you play other sports at all? I did. I played basketball, but I, I'm be honest with you. I was just a post player who played great defense, which you know credit to my offensive line feet, and I got rebounds and hustle. <laughs> that's that's all I did. You still shoot at all? I shoot a little bit. We have some faculty uh, time that we have on the week on and uh, afternoons on Wednesdays that we'll go shoot around. Is is there a you see so many guys get banged up, and I, obviously you got injured. You had you had a mm -hmm. knee issue, but is there somewhat of a relief in getting done and knowing you have your body for the most part? That you know, you, you I would assume you got aches and pains, but I, it looks mm -hmm. like you move around fairly well. 
No, nah, man, it, it is a somewhat relief knowing that you still got everything going around. Um, you know, that's kind of one of the things when you get out early, you know, in the long run, your body ain't going to be beat up as much. Um, so, yeah, it is it is a relief knowing that. So uh, you got a, you got a week off. What happens during the bye week as opposed to a game week? What, what's been going on this week? And then obviously Alabama next week, so things kick up a little bit. You know, just making sure that we got everything going into next week. Uh, you know, basketball's ramping up. Just making sure the schedule, you know, stays on top of each other and, you know, making sure we take care of those. And, you know, big week ahead next week, man. So it'll be it'll be great. Does your schedule pick up a little because so many other sports are playing, basketball, women's basketball kicking in, things it like will. that? It will kick up, Um, you know, just just to make sure that we're taking care of every former student athlete and, you know, make sure every, every area is taken care of. Well, Javon, I appreciate it, bud. As always, again, you've done a heck of a job uh, connecting with everybody. And let's uh, let's do it again as we move forward. Man, no doubt. I appreciate it, Chase. Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.